Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you've ever wanted to know what frogging is, then boy, do we have the movie for you. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. I am your host, Rob Coakley. As always, I am joined by Dave Wilkins. What's going on, Rob Coakley? And also Jesse Wilkins. How are you, Rob Coakley? And we reviewed the movie I See You on Netflix. And we haven't reviewed it yet, but if you stick around long enough, it's going to be the next thing. I, I have already mentally reviewed it. So it's already in there. And before we get into anything, the one thing I want to say to people is we always tell you that we're going to spoil this movie. This movie in particular, I would say, if you have any interest in watching, definitely watch it before you listen to this review, because you're not going to want this spoiled if you have any, if you want to watch it. It's going to get a good rating for me, so it is worth watching. I'll give my rating at the end, but go watch this movie if you have any interest then come listen to us spoil the shit out of it yeah i know a lot of a lot of folks they like to listen to our reviews before they see a movie this one in particular like the biggest spoiler alert warning that we've given out yet like we're going like you don't want to see this movie after it's been spoiled for you you need to go out there go see this movie it's for free on netflix right now like I, technically that's for you pay for netflix but Go watch it on Netflix. Come back, listen to this review after. But you don't you don't want to go into this knowing the twists and turns that this takes because this is one of the better movies recently with a lot of twists that I did not see coming. And usually, with movies, especially in this genre, I could I, I'll predict it all. Like I already know what stupid twist you're going to give me. This one actually threw me a few times. So it's a goodie. Go check it out and then come back and fast forward right to this point. Welcome back. I'm so glad you watched the movie. Yeah, we're glad you're back now. Uh, Dave, give us a synopsis so that people know what they just watched. I see you, 2019. A policeman and his doctor wife have some marriage problems, and the son blames the mother. For his job, the policeman investigates a case of a missing boy. The possible kidnapping looks like some cases from a few years ago. So I hadn't heard of this movie. We we're just like, what movie should we review? And Jesse's like, I see you on Netflix. We'll review that one. So I was like, all right, I'll go watch it. Not a huge fan of Netflix horror movies. I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if this is a Netflix original, to be honest, whether it is or not, whatever. But I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I thought this movie was awesome. I don't have a lot of negative things to say about it. Honestly, it was just, it gripped me from the beginning. And like Jesse already said, I kept thinking I, I knew where it was going to go. And it just kept blindsiding me left and right and just didn't I didn't know where it was going to go so it was it kept me on the edge of my seat uh very enjoyable I thought the acting was good pretty much all around I didn't have any real qualms with any of the acting I thought the actors were all good I thought the characters were well written there was some really good character depth and development the way it was written so I mean you take all that and you add a couple of crazy twists and turns you end up with a good product I will say this the biggest twist right off the bat the cover of this movie is the mask, the frog mask. 
I thought it was a monkey mask. I also thought it was a monkey mask. Yeah, it looks like a monkey. Yeah, I thought it was a monkey mask as well until he uh, pointed out that it was a frog. Turns so, out it was a frog. So we warned you, we're going to spoil it. Not a monkey. Also, a did you guys have to... I Googled. I mean, I know they ex- kind of explained it in the movie, but when they started talking about it, did you did you Google frogging? I'm like, what the... F- what is no, frogging? I had, I had never heard about it before, but I quickly put together that it was squatting while the person is still living there. Which is just terrifying in its own right and the other thing is if you read the description of this on netflix i'm pretty sure it says that there's like a paranormal entity in the house so that was like threw me way off because that is not what this movie is well that's what you think until you Mm. get the first twist right and it seemed like actually a pretty decent one i'm like okay Man, I keep like, like my internally, I keep not wanting to spoil this for people because ruining the twist in this movie, again, if you're still here and you haven't watched the damn movie yet, I think we're all in agreement that this is a pretty good movie. Yeah. You do not want us to spoil it for you. So we've warned you enough. We've warned you enough. But basically, for the first, uh, I don't know, third or so of the this ghost movie, gets tuberculosis. Yeah, you're just wondering where that ghost got tuberculosis from. But you do think it's like a haunted house, there's messed up things happening inside this house pictures are going missing music you know uh, records are being turned on the record player there's a lot of bumps uh you know sounds like people are walking upstairs and stuff and it all starts to make sense once you get the first twist but you also notice that there's some problems going on with this family it seems like the main problem here is at some point spoiler alert the wife cheated on the husband and you're like wow that sucks and they don't really address it until you kind of start to piece it together later on that maybe the wife knew something was a little bit off. I'm gonna let you guys go because it, <laughs> I still feel guilty. I don't. I really to, like the. I way don't want to go on. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil it. And here it comes. I really liked the way the movie set up the plot for this. You thought it was a haunting. The record player turns on inexplicably. Things are banging and bumping and things that like classic horror tropes with regard to hauntings all over the place so at first i was like yeah it's just another haunting movie whatever it's fine but it's just another ghost movie and then they introduced the frogging thing and like we said earlier frogging is when a squatter squats in a house while the people who own it are still living in there so they hide in the attic they hide in the basement and they're the ones that end up being responsible for turning on the record player and everything that you thought was a ghost now you find out is actually these squatters or froggers and I thought that was a brilliant way to start this movie. Just really different, really interesting, and it just completely caught me off guard. And it's right. not like cheap. It wasn't like a cheap twist. Yeah. Sometimes a movie will like give you this whole plot and then be like, haha, that wasn't the plot. It was this because it was a dream or something bullshit like that. But that wasn't the case. This didn't feel cheap. It felt authentic and it actually threw me off guard. And it kind of made you forget that at the beginning of this movie, you had a whole different plot line going here. So yeah, there's this house that should be haunted, but that doesn't explain why kids are going missing in the woods. It doesn't explain that there's something out there. And they show this clip in the woods that I don't think they did a phenomenal job of explaining. And we'll get a little bit more into it later, but the first kid that goes missing, he's seen riding his bike and he kind of just flies off the bike. They explain it. They kind of did. I know they they put the string across, but that's not going to make him do that. I mean, if you go back and watch, Uh... if you go watch the trailer... I know the string could do bad things. It decapitated somebody from my hometown. So, but the, the kid like goes back and wait, like, it's like, looks like he's being lifted off his bike by like a, something that 
you know, like a UFO is taking him into outer space or something. It was a little exaggerated. Well, on that, if you're if you're riding a dirt bike through a trail, you're going to go fast enough that it will decapitate you. But if you're on a pedal bike, which this kid was, you're going to get elastic back. Sure, but he went up. I mean, because if this, if this thing, wire, if this was an actual trip wire, that if you were going fast enough for it to decapitate you, if you weren't going fast enough for it to decapitate you, would absolutely catapult you back. Especially if you're on a if you're go if you're on a bike, you'd be going twenty miles an hour. It could. I'm just yeah. talking about a clear trajectory aspect of the actual clip because he went back, not just back off his bike, but he went like launched up into the air. Where you're like, wow, something is capturing him and taking him to outer space. Anyways, we don't have and to do the lot. It's, it's Hollywood. No, it's well movie. let's well let's stay on this because I know that we say that there's a lot of twists and turns that we didn't see, and I I'm not going to try to be like I'm that smart guy, but the tripwire scene where the police find it gives away the killer. 100% in that scene to me. As soon as they were searching that little area and the detective who ends up being the the kidnapper. So the so the main the father of the house who was also the main detective on the case of the boys missing ends up being the person that's taking these kids. So that's the full spoiler for that, but while he's there with the other detective, he's like, "Oh, this kid must have known whoever it was that took him. And he's like coming up with this whole thing. And the other detective finds the tripwire. He goes, or he just set it up so that he did this. And the first detective was like, oh, shit. And it just, to me, as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, so there's your kidnapper right there because he's trying to come up with this. And I know you got to throw out theories and stuff, but it, it felt like he was trying to intentionally lead them down the wrong trail. Right. So I was like, he is, he's got to be the killer. And he turned out to be, he didn't ruin the movie for me or anything. I still thought well, it was No, because there's well. still like even better twists as well. Yeah. So let's go back to the first one. Well, you, well, you know about- what that was just before we move off of this point? That was the movie. The movie did a really good job of setting this whole plot up to come all together at the end and make you go, holy shit. And what that was, was that was a, whereas you've watched a billion horror movies, might have picked up on it. But someone who hasn't might have, that just might have gone into the memory bank. And when you find out who the killer is at the end, you'd say, oh shit, that's why he said that. Uh One of those things that you almost like a little crumb, a cookie crumb that they leave on the trail for you to go back. Or one of the things that you catch the second time around watching it. So, because they, they did a good job misleading you when you think the father gets hit by whatever either the entity is or the the bad guy is right before it cuts and does that whole perspective change halfway through the movie. Uh So they did a good job. They just did a really good job writing this movie. It was put together very well. They did. And there's certain movies that you watch where there's a big twist and you're like, wow, that was kind of cool. Right. Some movies do it well. Some movies don't. Some of those movies are rewatchable and some of them aren't because of the twist. And you're like, Mm -hmm. well, I know what's going to happen, so it's not that good. But there are certain movies that you watch, and this is one of them, because this one has like four serious twists, right? At least. And this is one of those movies where now I do want to go back and watch it again to try to catch all of the things for all of these twists, because it's it's full of them. So twist number one, we we uh, briefly mentioned it, was the frogging thing. All of a sudden, you get a little perspective change. Reminded me a little bit of Barbarian, where all of a sudden it's like a brand new movie. Mm-hmm. like halfway through right and all of a sudden wait this isn't a haunted house at all you immediately throw all of those things out the window but you kind of forget you kind of forget that there's still a guy in the woods right and you start to piece some things together and you start to see this character change with the the two people that are there so the girl she's there and this is mindy in the movie she is kind of 
it seems like she's leading this operation, right? It's like, it seems like between her and her friend, Alec, these are the two people that decided to go frogging together. And it seems like she kind of dragged him along, but as it goes, it kind of starts to twist. And all of a sudden, Alec seems to be enjoying this a little bit too much. At first he's even bored, but then all of a sudden he's starting to do like extra stuff to a point where he even drugs her and has her, has her fall asleep so he can go out and do extra messed up stuff in the house. And you start to get the idea that this kid is a little bit too into it and he's going to do something really bad. Later on, you find out why. So that's twist number one. Then twist number two is all of a sudden you find out about the, the father, right? Mm-hmm. That's twist number two. And like all of a sudden it was like, okay, this guy dies in the basement. Oh my God, it was the father. He hit him with the bat. Then you find out that he's the one kidnapping all the kids. And then the final twist, I believe, is unless you guys want to touch on anything else here, we're kind of fast forwarding through the movie. But the final twist would have been all of a sudden you realize why this kid, Alec, who all of a sudden you thought was going to be the bad guy, all of a sudden you realize why he's doing this. And that's because I believe he was one of the victims of the father. Which was a super important twist. Mm -hmm. Because if that twist doesn't happen, then there's too much coincidence. Right. He's just kind of a punk and he's... Like he's he's messing with this guy for no reason. All of a sudden, are we supposed to look at him as a hero? And then at the end of the movie, like, yeah, he is. Well, even even more so. Like we have this this psychopath who comes in frogging and the in the house of a serial killer kidnapper, and it's just all super convenient, right? Like so, if you don't get that last twist, and that was that's where I thought we were going, where we were just getting this this psychopath, sort of like um. Not not quite the same, but I don't know if you guys ever saw Mr. Brooks. It was a movie with Dane Cook and Kevin Costner, where Dane Cook is a serial killer, but he knows that Kevin Costner is a serial killer, and he finds him. And it's just the coincidence of them talking and be like having conversations is like, all right, it's a little too much to to comprehend that they would find each other this way. Yeah. At least in a show like Dexter, like Dexter's a serial killer, but he's hunting down other serial killers. So there's a reason for him to be in the same room. Right. Right. So, and they do kind of explain that movie a little bit, but the point is it's like, I don't, I don't want this great movie to end, end with the thought of there's just so much coincidence to happen in order to set everything up. So the twist being this kid, Alec is a former victim of this killer that that lived and they they set it up by showing that there was two boys that that survived and they went and interviewed one of them but it's such an important twist because it changes the movie dramatically and i gotta give kudos to the director of this movie to do all of the things that they do in this movie to keep it cohesive and to make it not feel squished together and do it in 90 minutes yes is phenomenal that is like there was so much going on and so it was, much going on and they doesn't feel like they cut anything out it doesn't feel like they jam too much stuff together mm-hmm. just a really phenomenal job of st- storytelling and staying yeah. within two uh staying within 90 minutes a big contrast would be the privilege which we reviewed a few months ago and that mm-hmm. one was they tried to do too much to a point where they didn't do anything good and with were, this movie, the... with this movie, it was a little bit of the opposite where they tied everything into re- really well. And they managed to squeeze in at least a third of the movie where you think it's just a haunted house movie. 
right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what, what is this demon in the wood? Like almost like an evil dead demon entity in the woods that's like sucking up kids and, and bringing them to outer space and into the stars, into the trees. <laughs> what is this tree monster? Yeah, I think the I difference just wish is it was the corn dinosaur. The, the privilege was went supernatural. And when you try and do too much crazy shit with a supernatural story, it just goes to banana land. And mm. banana land is too crazy of a place for a horror movie sometimes. You don't want to go to banana land. You do not <laughs> want to go to banana land if you're a horror movie. No, uh, this was, was actually this was more practical. This... So it all kind of fit together like a you know, like a crime story. Well, let's go back to banana land real quick because yeah, because I want to go back to banana land too. And I'm going to cut you off because now I want to make a movie called you do not want to go to banana land. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> but in this one, we're actually going to use a monkey mask. It won't be a frog mask. Oh, right. And you'll know, you'll know the monkeys. They would love banana land. So you're going to look at this cover and you'll be like, wait, but that's a monkey. They definitely want to go to banana land. We should move on. <laughs> no, we should, we should write this movie. Let's do it right now. Let's All go. Right. Let's <laughs> Chat GPT, where are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Continue, Jesse. I don't remember what I was saying. I started getting caught up on really trying to make my monkey mask joke. So you, and you, you guys kept Dave, save us, save Dave, save <laughs> us. <laughs> you outlined all the twists, and before we know, so the the father being the killer is like a double twist, right? When they so when Sam from True Blood gets his head knocked by the mug, poor Sam. Oh, that's who that was. Uh, he gets, you know, he's all concussed in the garage and then someone comes up behind him and bludgeons him and they're suggesting that it was the Frogger kid. And you believe that all the way through the first twist and before the next big twist comes, you get the twist that the father is the actual one who hit him with a thing. And you're like, oh my God, why did he do that? But Where at the same time, going? I was like, dude, if this was, you know, the guy who your wife cheated on you with. True, yes. And you're in my basement with an injury. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you with the bat too. <laughs> but that was like the that just shows like the layers, the the setup that the writers and director were able to pull off with this movie. Because your the father hits him and it doesn't automatically suggest that he's the killer and the ultimate bad guy. You're like, oh yeah, he hit him because exactly why you said why, because he's the guy his wife is cheating on him with. And then later later on you find out that he was the killer. So it's like twist after twist after twist they did such a good job tying this whole movie together I couldn't, yeah i didn't predict a single one of them apparently rob's the smartest guy in the room and <laughs> took zero trips to banana land was able to predict that he was the killer but i did i did notice something was off with that whole crime scene thing it was one of those scenes that's in a movie where you're like i don't know if they needed to put this in for any other reason than for you to go back to right rob i could tell just by the way you're looking at your phone and you're smiling i know you're asking chat gpt to write you a banana land movie and I'm interested. I'm in. So I'm going to need um, you So it is writing me an entire script right now. <laughs> and this isn't like one of our normal. Our Did you normal pay for things. the premium features or something? It's right No, I just asked it. I just, I just said, write me a script for a movie called You Do Not Want to Go to Banana Land. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I'm far more All interested right. in this than the movie review. So let's go. All right. So fade in. Exterior. Jungle. Day. We see a dense jungle with colorful trees and foil foliage. Foliage, the sounds of animals can be heard in the background. Cut to International Airport, daytime. A group of tourists, including Joe and his friends, are excitingly chatting while they're there for their flight. Joe to his friends, I can't believe we're finally going to Banana Land. I've been waiting for this trip for months. Friend one, it's going to be so much fun. Friend two, I heard the beaches there are amazing. Joe, yeah, and the food is supposed to be delicious. 
Suddenly, an old man wearing a hat and carrying a walking stick approaches them. Old man. Excuse me, young man. I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. I must warn you. You do not want to go to Banana Land. <laughs> Joe, skeptical. Why not? We've heard great things about it. Old man. It's not safe. <laughs> Banana Land is cursed. <laughs> Terrible things happen to those who visit. Joe laughs. <laughs> cursed? That's ridiculous. Thanks for the warning, but we'll be fine. The old man shakes his head and walks away. Do you guys want me to keep going? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, at this point, why not? <laughs> Cut to exterior, Banana Land, daytime. The tourists arrive at Banana Land and are greeted by a tour guide, Maria. Maria, welcome to Banana Land. I'm Maria, your tour guide. We're going to have a great time. The tourists cheer and start taking photos. Cut to the beach. The tourists are lounging on the beach, enjoying the sun on waves. Have you ever Jeff. cheered when a tour guide introduced herself? <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> In Banana Land, you cheer for everything. <laughs> Joe, this is amazing. I'm so glad we came. Suddenly, a group of monkeys appear from the trees and start stealing their food and belongings. Friend one. <laughs> Look at those monkeys. They're so cute. But the monkeys become more aggressive and start attacking the tourists. The tourists scream and run away. Cut to the jungle. The tourists are lost in the jungle, <laughs> trying to find their way back to the hotel. Joe. Is that what we have to you find lose your luggage? <laughs> we should go wander through the woods and find our luggage. <laughs> I guess that's an important detail. We have to find our way back. We can't stay out here. Friend, what if we never make it? I like that they didn't give the friends names. <laughs> what if we never make it back? Suddenly, they hear a strange noise and a geni... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, they hear a strange noise, and a giant banana-shaped monster appears, roaring at them. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. We, we're now it's children of the corn. God damn it. <laughs> the torch are running corn. different directions. <laughs> Cut to the hotel. Joe is the only one who makes it back to the hotel. He's covered in dirt of and scratches. Only Joe. He's the only one that got a name. And looks traumatized. To Maria who apparently also made it back to the hotel. We have to... <laughs> She's a tour guide. She knows where to go. This <laughs> she place set is... these assholes off into the jungle. <laughs> we have to leave. This place is cursed. Maria, I tried to warn you. Banana Land is not for everyone. She didn't try to warn him. She said it was gonna, <laughs> they were going to have a great time. Cut to the airport. The tourists are leaving Banana Land, looking traumatized and scared. I thought they were dead. Joe, <laughs> to all his friends. I should have listened to the old man. We should have never come here. Friend one, I don't think I'll ever forget this trip. Because you're dead. Friend two, I just want to go home. Because you're dead. As they board the plane, the old man from the airport appears again. Old man. So the old man came to Banana Land. I tried to warn you. Banana Land is cursed. The tourists look at him, realizing that he was right. Fade out. Okay, there's a few holes. <laughs> things that need to be patched up. I love that we wrote a, a asked Chat GPT to write about Banana Land. And they basically came up with the plot to the Children of the Corn movie that we reviewed last week. And that shows how poor that writing was. Yes. Again, surprisingly cohesive for AI to come up with. Uh, see, I think you're too. wrong. I think that um, you don't want to go to Banana Land. The script had just as many great twist and turns as i see you 
I think it's possible. I think I all mean, things people... considered. Now, you have to consider this, right? Chat mm-hmm. GPT is supposed to be the thing that everyone thinks is going to like take over the world and replace all the jobs <laughs> and finance and every other possible industry. Got to do better than that. Got to do better than children <laughs> of the corn. Like I'm saying, like it's it's one thing to say, you know, oh, good for Chat GPT for coming up with this story in ten seconds, but I mean, got to be better than that. You're AI. You're the future. It's a two point six. Also, in, in, in fairness, <laughs> Children of the Corn spent years working on that movie, and it wasn't much better than the Banana Land script. So. Or do we think Chat- that Children of the Corn was written by ChatGPT? <laughs> <laughs> there are some connections. Uh, well, man, I am so sorry. I threw us way off topic on this one, but I don't really see how you did. The poor people who actually listened to this podcast to get a solid movie review and just had to listen to us talk about Banana Land and go through the entire script in the movie. We do apologize, but... Did you think that when we started this ICU review that we were going to talk about a banana monster? You know, you'd, th- <laughs> you'd think that we would have done this in a movie that we collectively didn't like. Right. Well, we took time out of a movie, a movie <laughs> review about a movie that we all, I'm pretty sure, liked. Yes. Well, you know. This is these are the un, this is the unpredictability of hometown. Well, let's bring it back. Movies. Let's bring yes. it back to ICU. I will just say that an episode of our horror movie reviews, much like ICU, is full of twists and turns. You didn't see this, this coming. Zero percent chance anyone saw this coming. <laughs> so we're also a zero percent chance anyone's listening. So let's <laughs> at this point in the show. So let's uh, let's carry on, huh? Yes. Banana Land on. Part Two. Go. <laughs> Dave, where where were you going with I see you? I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but I think I left off. I left off with the layers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the layers of storytelling. I don't remember remember the fuck I was saying. The layers of story, (laughs) the layers of storytelling with this movie was just executed flawlessly. So So, kudos to the writers. Kudos to the director. But if we were slowly peel back those layers one <laughs> yellow peel at a time <laughs> I, I don't know anything else there that was the joke all right uh so should we get into some ratings <laughs> let's get into some ratings yeah. right. where'd you got dave i have this at a five really wow i can't i don't have any negatives it's just a and i enjoyed it and i loved it i love it when they keep it short and if you mm. can if you can tell a complex horror story in 90 minutes and drive it home the way this movie did with no bad acting and no stupid characters and no dumb jump scares just a good movie from beginning to end I, I can't take anything away from it if I made this movie and someone was like yeah I loved it couldn't find anything wrong with it 4.2 I'd be like well fuck you <laughs> so it's a 5 what do you have it at Jesse you know that threw me for a loop the biggest twist in this podcast is Dave's rating affecting my rating because I had it at a four six, but I feel like I should bump it up a little bit. I can't think of anything that I really see wrong with this movie, and it kept me guessing until the end. So I will amend my four six that I never officially gave out. I'm gonna put it at a five. I'm gonna do it. There, there is nothing wrong with this movie. Would you call it a horror movie? Yeah, it was yes. scary, especially with the it beginning where you didn't know it was you didn't know if it was a ghost, and children going missing is terrifying. If they're getting yeah, this was a it had jump scares. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, if, if, if Banana Land is getting two point two, then this has got to be a five, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five on it. I will go five. 
Right. I have it at a 4.2 and I can't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I because you scored banana lamb so low, Dave. You should have gone higher. No, I I actually have it at a 4.5. Um, there's a few things that were wrong. The main thing that I didn't that I didn't really like in this movie, and this is my biggest nitpick of the of the entire movie, is the scene where the man that the wife has an affair with shows up at the house to try to get her to come away with him just really felt like a shoehorned in scene to get him at the house so that he can get murdered by the husband. It it doesn't feel believable. It doesn't feel like the way that's the way that would go down. He would know that the son lives there, that the husband's yeah, a she, detective. I, th- I think you're right about that. She wouldn't have welcomed him in the house if the son was home. I, this right? like that whole scene just felt really off. And then gonna, until the, until the mug crashed on his head and he was concussed and she didn't know what to do. And they kind of wrote the guy as if he was just madly in love and head over heels. So, yeah, but they didn't they didn't establish that beforehand. He just showed up. Yeah. Right. So like you should be establishing that he's not leaving her alone throughout the movie if that's that way it's believable that he shows up because other we don't know who this guy is until he shows up at the house. It just yeah, we it didn't really, know it was an ongoing we didn't really get much information about the affair at all. Right. It just, just it really happened. Felt we out of left out- field. You found out what it was when you found out what it was. It's just that's how they, I mean, that's they, how they wrote it into a 90 minute story. Now you're talking about getting into, if, you, if you're looking for this guy's backstory, now you're stretching this movie out into territory where it, a length that it doesn't need to be stretched to. I Not really. Was, you add, it would literally add one minute of, of cinema time to it. They have the scene at her at her office where her nine o'clock's there and she's just sitting at the desk doing nothing. Have him call her. Have her look at her phone. She doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, have her yeah. have him call the the house phone. She answers it and say, "I can't talk to you on this line. Hang up." There's, yeah, they, they, you're right. They could have sprinkled in one or two things. You can you can do it real easily. You could even play that into the froggers in the house are hearing these things that she thinks no one else is hearing in the house. They could have taken it, a quick quick vacation to Banana Land. They could have gone to Banana Land, but but that I just think it could have been fleshed out a little bit better. That was my, and it's a nitpick. It's right. It's not, I'm not saying it's, I'm giving it a four or five, still giving this movie a good score. That's a small little nitpick. Um, other than that, the, the 90 minutes, I do think they could have fleshed out. They could have gone another 10 minutes and fleshed out a little bit more on the killings and the backstory on that. And the, the man that they framed for the, the guy framed for the one before it doesn't need to happen, but would have been nice to see a little more of that. Uh, but a four or five. I, I'm a four or five on this movie. Yeah, that's reasonable. I feel, I feel good about that score. Yeah, I have no qualms. Yeah, very good. Well, I think that'll pretty much do it, gentlemen. Let me uh, thank the patrons real quick. What are we thinking next for a horror movie? Well, next have... is going to be Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's so right. we that need to get our. Perfectly. Yeah, we need to get our tickets for that. But Evil Dead Rise will be probably will flip our schedule a little bit because that comes out next Friday. So we're mm-hmm. going to have to go see that and release it. So you might get next Friday's content a little bit late in the day on Friday. But uh, we're, we plan to release Evil Dead Rise the day it comes out. Yes. So that's and the plan. After that, I, I want to review the movie Haunt. Have either, either of you guys seen it? Haunt? I don't think so. Haunt. It's about a haunted house. About a, I a, typically only watch 
horror movies if you guys tell me to. So gotcha. <laughs> this is the rare one where I'm like, how about this movie? I just saw it on Netflix. Yeah, it's about a haunted house, cover. a haunted house attraction, not a haunted house. Oh. I think I have seen it. I have to. I've seen a few of those, mm-hmm. so I just have to turn it on and I'll watch it again. But I think I've seen it. Cool. Yes. All right. Do we want to thank some patrons? Uh, yeah, for our patrons, we have Allison V, Jeannie R, Justin T, Justin T again, Lisa J, Mallory K, Mike Oubliette, Blake, Mom and Pops W, Robert H, Stephen V, Irish Assassin Gaming, and the one and only Demon King. Those are our VIPs. Thank you guys so much. We also have Anna C, Donnie N, even better hometown ghost stories, Garrett, Lily, IDGAF, Batch. We have Jake V, Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah C, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Al Capone, Anthony T, Ashley M, Brandon W, Brennan B, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Eric S, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kiralee J, Mark M, Mariah M, Paul from St. Louis, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph, and Hooper. Thank you guys so much. Boom. For as little as $5 a month. That's a new tier. We don't even have one of those. <laughs> but if you wanted to. For as little as three dollars a month, guess what? You just got a discount. Uh, you could be part of Patreon. You, you'd think I've done this script enough where I would have it memorized, but yeah, over a hundred times, <laughs> at least. So yeah. it was real easy when it was just Sarah R. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, thank Sarah you guys. R. Thank you guys for being part of uh, Patreon, and you could join this. Get bonus content. And we actually do drop bonus content. I promise we dropped some this week. And it was uh, some behind the scenes ghost investigation footage that I don't know if the general public is ever even going to see because this one is from a pilot episode that we're doing without dropping too many details. But it, it might be a never to be released thing. But we do have some cool some cool stuff that you're getting. Some exclusive access stuff for those uh, Patreon members as well as early access ad-free episodes as well. So you guys can check out all that stuff on Patreon. If not, drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Best way to support the show. Rob, land the ship. And that's going to do it for this episode of Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. Once again, thanks everybody and we'll catch you next time.